The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day is our gospel reading from John chapter 11, and especially these words of Jesus to Martha, your brother will rise again. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It does not take the talk of a worldwide pandemic to get to this question. It can be raised in all sorts of ways. It can be raised by a young person who for a moment has the reality of their own mortality brought to their mind for the first time because of something they saw on a television show or a movie or because of something that happened in their family. It can be raised by that middle-aged person who goes to the doctor's office and gets that diagnosis they never saw coming. It can occur just because an older person has time to stop and reflect upon just how many years have passed since the day of their birth. What question am I referring to? Well, this one. What if I die? It's a question I suppose everyone who is listening has pondered at one point. For some, that question will mostly bring about thoughts about what would happen to one's family if they were to die. For others, they will wonder what it means for all the things that they wished to accomplish in this world before that day came. And for others, their thoughts will be even deeper. They will wonder what it means for them personally to die, pondering what comes next. While we don't know, perhaps even Lazarus asked this question as he grew gravely ill while waiting for his beloved and miracle-working friend Jesus to show up? Well, in the end, that question became rather irrelevant. Before Jesus arrived, Lazarus did die. And there is, in one way, a little discomfort we have when we read through this account. Jesus' lack of prompt action and his apparent ease about Lazarus actually dying bothers us a little bit. We would rather see Jesus running to his friend Lazarus, laying his hands upon him, maybe stretching out upon him if necessary, to bring him back to health before he died. But he did not. In fact, it almost seems as if he tarried intentionally rather than doing so. Why? Why would God in the flesh, with all power to save, not run and rescue the one whom he loved? Is it because he did not care? Well, his later tears would suggest that was not so. Was it because he was not as powerful as others thought? Hardly. Did he just get distracted? There's no evidence of that. Or was it simply that God in the flesh was not nearly as concerned with Lazarus's immediate physical well-being as his family was? Did he not see as much of a distinction between healing Lazarus immediately or bringing him a resurrection which would heal him permanently on the last day? Was the timing less important than the reality? It would, of course, be wrong to suggest that Jesus did not care about the physical suffering that occurs in the world that physical suffering, that disease, and other things bring into it. For we are told that at times his compassion led him 
to immediately bring healing to people. But at the same time, we know that he did not feel the need to rush and heal every person of their ailment immediately. Some he healed right away, and others he left to await the final healing of the last day. Either way, God would be given glory for the healing when it occurred. Christians must be equipped to answer this question. What if I die? I'm not saying that Christians will not have any questions or concerns about the dying process or what might happen to those they leave behind, but we must, we must be ready to confess that we will be raised from the dead and be given new life if we are to die, and that that life that we are given will be just as real as the life we have in this world, just as real and much more blessed and perfect. We must be ready to confess that even though we die, yet shall we live. We must be ready to confess that God will be proven just as faithful if he lets us die and raises us up on the last day than if he were to come to our bedside and bring us immediate healing every time we were sick. To some extent, days like the ones we are going through now lead us to consider how firmly we believe the things that we often confess together. I mean, we want to act right now as if everything we are doing is simply out of a concern for our neighbor. But if we are honest, we will admit that we are also thinking of ourselves in our lives as well. Perhaps sometimes we're thinking of us and our lives first. I ask you, are we Christians living in the exact same way in these times that others are also living who have no hope of a new and better life that will come after death? And if we are, why is that? Well, we don't have to be different from the world in every way to be sure. If we're not different from the world in any way, well, then it is surely time to repent. We may and should seek to love our neighbors to be sure it is our obligation as God's people. But if we are equally as motivated by a desire to preserve our own earthly lives, well, then we are not walking as our Lord did. I'm not suggesting a careless disregard for the life that God has given to us, but I doubt that that's what most of us are really doing right now anyways. I'm talking about a freedom to love God and neighbor that comes when we do not think and act as if this earthly life is all that matters. What if I die? Well, you know the answer. If you die, yet shall you live. Whoever lives and believes in Jesus will never die. Do you believe this? Do you order your life according to this belief? Would others looking in be hard-pressed to find evidence that you don't think this life is the one that matters most? I certainly don't exclude myself from these hard questions. I am pondering each day, day by day, what it is that is motivating my thoughts and my actions. I'm asking, what does it look like right now for me to believe that if I were to die, yet would I live? I'm pondering what it means for me to believe that whoever lives and believes in Jesus will never die. 
I fear that all of us baptized children are all too concerned with preserving our earthly life. It manifests itself when we are extreme in trying to guard our physical health directly. It can also show when our primary thoughts are those of fret and worry over managing the resources that we believe sustains this life today and will sustain it in the future. And if that concern for our earthly life continues to grow, well, as it multiplies, it fills our minds with constant worry. It stops our hands from reaching out. It can even cause our hearts to grow cold. When Martha saw that Jesus had arrived, she said to him, If you had been here, Lord, my brother would not have died. Jesus responded, Your brother will rise again. Amazingly, with great and simple faith, Martha responded, I know that he will rise again on the last day at the resurrection. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. That which will happen to you on the last day, it happened to Lazarus on that day when Jesus arrived. Even after the question of if he would die became irrelevant, Lazarus's life was not irrelevant to his Lord. Jesus went over to the tomb. He prayed to the Father, and he brought forth Lazarus alive. That sleep of death became nothing but a nap that led to a glorious awakening. And it shall be the same for you. It shall be the same for you because your Lord, he did not guard his own physical well-being. However, even in going to see Lazarus, we are told that he was returning to an area where people were seeking to stone him. And yet he went. And soon that danger would only grow greater. When the news of Lazarus' resurrection spread, oh yes, the cries of Hosanna began to go out all the more but soon they would be overcome by those shouts of crucify. And yet Jesus would not guard his own physical well-being, for he knew that if he died, yet would he live. And he knew that if he died and lived, you would live also. And because that gift is yours, because the promise of new life and a new creation is absolutely certain for you, because of Jesus' death and resurrection, you need not guard your life at every cost. For your real life is hidden with Christ. What if you die? Well, if you die, yet shall you live. You will rise again. Go forward with the freedom that truth brings to your life. Amen. Then may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.